Hello, welcome to the Unlocking Unstoppable Love podcast. I am your host, Sacred Walker, founding CEO and senior therapist and mind, body, spirit, and cultural freedom expert of Kumba Health International Coaching Institute. I'm so glad to have you here today joining us on the Unlocking Unstoppable Love podcast. So today's topic, we're going to be speaking about how to confidently embrace your worth without anxiety and pain, forgetting to have fun, or losing your edge, getting in the way. And I happen to think that today is a sprinkle, a dash, a splash of what I like to call worth medicine. All right, so we're going to be kind of sprinkling that in there today. First, let me get some water here, make sure that you are hydrated. Because um, after a weekend of catching up, on Selling Tampa, that series, I am all about embracing your worth this morning. That power team of women of color selling on the market, doing their thing in real estate, inspired me as a business owner, as a holistic practitioner, and as a powerhouse myself. So I had to just quench my thirst after seeing that. It was so powerful. So let's get back to the episode today. And if you've actually seen that um, series too, please do reach out and tell me what you think. Um, And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and subscribe below to the Unlocking Unstoppable Love podcast. So before we get started, Um, diving in today, I want to ask you a question. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to confidently embrace your worth so that you can be the love medicine the world needs? Starting with loving on you. Starting with loving on you. Today, I want to just begin to teach you the L-O-V-E methodology with my step-by-step strategies of how I deepen self-love reclaim my time, regain my sense of my mind-body plan so that I can embrace my worth, confidently stepping into the empire building that I'm doing every single day, right? I want to teach you that. And and I want to remind us that we are here to do that together without that anxiety, without that pain, forgetting to have fun, without losing our edge, getting in the way so that we can be the answer to our ancestors' prayers, right? So I want to talk about that. And should you proceed with me, you can subscribe below where you can look in the show notes to see how you can step into the unique program that I have started um, embracing and supporting high achieving executives and highly creative entrepreneurs to be the unforgettable, unlocking, unstoppable love, impact powerhouses, powerhouses that they are in the world, all right? But for right now, let's get started with today's episode. And in order to talk about building a legacy, I want to take a moment to do a prayer over this moment in time and over calling in the ancestors, right? So that we can be the answer to their prayers. So taking a moment now and centering in, I want to call in a brief ancestral blessing, calling in from the north to the south, from the east to the west. I want to pray that anyone who is listening to the Unlocking Unstoppable Love podcast right now may be able to begin to feel whatever has been blocking them, whatever path has felt stopped, whatever thing has felt like an old pattern that no longer serves, that they may continue to, that you may continue to feel the support, the holding of knowing that you are not alone, a feeling impacted by opening up to a part of yourself that may have been locked at one point in time by an experience, 
by an experience, by an experience that did not serve. And we're going to turn something that was a source of stress into a source of success. So right now we call upon the ancestors to watch over that, watch over that unlocking and unfolding. Because when that thing unlocks, I pray right now that you may continue to be unstoppable. Ashe, amen, angels surrounding you, and so it is. So let's dive in. And if you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and tune in below because we have some worth to reclaim, y'all. We have some worth to reclaim. So I want to first talk about why this topic is important to me. Okay, this topic is important to me because I grounded this podcast on love. And I'm going to I'm going to take a moment just to take it in. When I talk about love, what does that stand for? Right. What does that stand for? It stands for L, living your principles individually and as a couple. O, being open and mindful to spirit's direction on your life. V, turning your vices to victory. So you create habits that that harm to habits that help. E, existing and well-being. So when you have that foundation of love, then you can propel and be unstoppable. So you can launch that vision, that calling on your life. So you can optimize those opportunities. So you can vision your mission and receive my support and the support of our team so that you can be clear about what that mission is and step into it. And so you can emerge and unmatch potential. This topic is important to me. Because we want to make sure that you can continue to be the love medicine the world needs. And what makes me an expert in this area is that I have personal and professional experience with this. Let me give you an example of a story of someone who struggled with the question of how do they confidently embrace their worth when they saw anxiety and pain or forgetting to have fun or losing their edge getting in the way. Let me take a moment because I hold space for such powerhouses of folks that I want to make sure that I capture the message of what that experience was in our working together. Okay, so this person was at a place where they had begun to create steps in their life to make certain changes, but they didn't exactly know how to proceed. They were at a place where they began to start habits but they didn't necessarily know how to create that consistency in their life so that they can embrace their worth. And so they were struggling. They were struggling with how do they move forward in a way that would leave them feeling cared for, supported, and seen. And so they came and they reached out and they felt like as someone who was of Indian descent, they grew up with this very background that they had to always break the glass ceiling. They had to always go above and beyond in excellence. And so that left no room for mistakes, that left no room for imperfection, that left no room for feeling like they can get a B versus an A, that left no room for feeling like if someone in the room questioned them and questioned their intelligence, that they could for a moment have a moment of respite to breathe so that they can reconnect to the real them. And so that caused them a great amount of anxiety and pain. And that anxiety and pain was showing up in a couple of ways. They oftentimes would speak in a tone where they sounded like they were asking a question versus speaking confidently. They were often overworking because they had to work twice as hard to feel like they were going to get ahead. And they often felt like they had no energy. So people didn't always see their gifts because they didn't want to come across as being too boastful. And as a result of the powerful work that they were doing, oftentimes they were trying twice as hard to get half as much done. 
And so I want to acknowledge that sometimes that's a real thing in this world, right? As a woman of color myself, I can relate to that experience of feeling like it's taken me 10 years to sometimes feel like I became an overnight success. That's how it feels, right? And I want to acknowledge that that's, there's a history to that. There's a history to women of color, women of Indian descent, Afro-Caribbean descent, and specifically speaking about me, um, Black Jamaican descent, oftentimes questioning their worth, feeling like their excellence, their good is never good enough. Right. And so that that chips away at one's confidence, that chips away at one's feeling of am I an authority or am I always responding to an authority because I'm not embracing the authority within. And so in working together, in, in shifting that, what I began to look at was the history. So let's take a step back before I tell you where she ended up, because there is always a shining light in the powerful work that I'm able to witness and see. There's a history to embracing um, and, and questioning one's work. Historically, the word worth, and specifically connected to people of African descent and women of, as a Jamaican Black woman, okay? Historically, the idea that you could see yourself as having worth, as being worthy, as being able to be worthy of feeling pain, being worthy of having fun, being worthy of having an edge or speaking in a way that was embracing of who you are was not okay. That was actually something that if you were seen as that, it actually was something that attracted negative attention, right? If you were to be able to embrace the divine feminine in you, embrace the powerhouse in you, that oftentimes that attracted attention that puts you out there as someone that could be harmed, raped, trigger warning here, I'm going to use some words that might trigger you, raped, harmed, and during enslavement, was one that could actually not only have you giving children to the slave master, but not only your worth was literally your worth for what you can bring into the world, who you can create, right? The children you can create were your worth, right? So it wasn't about you having intrinsic worth. It was about your body being owned and what you could create being taken from you as a part of your worth how much was on your head as a part of your worth, how much you were seen and desired as being a part of your worth. So the idea that you could be desirable, attractive, that you could, could attract the kind of attention that would get you that promotion, that would get your research published, that would be able to see yourself as an expert in your niche wasn't a real thing because your worth was based on your value that was put on your physical body that had no other worth but the dollar value placed on you. And as a result, you actually wanted to be worthless. Being worthless means that you might not get sold. Maybe your children might not get sold. Being worthless means that maybe if you were in your household and the white slave master who was the woman who was the head of the household in, in, in not as equal to the man, right? But she might not feel jealous of the fact that there are children women running around who look like the slave master, the male. Right. She might not feel like she had to be brutal towards you because she felt like you were catching the eye of her husband. Right. Being worthless actually had more value so you can survive. Right. And so we have to look at how we're healing ancestral wounds when we talk about worth. We talk about worth. So what happened over the years? Right. As liberation happened, as advocacy happened and as black, white, brown together, pulled together to advocate. Right. We began to shift our relationship to worth. However, 
what happened in that place was overcompensation. Now I need to be twice as worthy because I need to prove my worth, right? I need to prove that I can be the person that can get ahead. I can prove that I'm not just here to survive. I need to prove to everyone while not feeling like I'm proving it to myself. And so that is the history we have to look at when we're looking at how we're unlocking unstoppable love in us. And we're like, oh my goodness, how come I don't have energy? Why do I feel so anxious? Why do I feel this pain? Why do I feel like I just want to please and just and, and be nice and, and be kind and, and people are not being kind back? Why, why don't I feel like I have any energy? We have to remember that we are carrying that weight of going from worthless bad to worth was good. We're carrying that weight of shifting worth was bad to work was worth was good. All right. So I want to acknowledge that. This is why it's so important that we look at how do we invite in medicine into those spaces, into our mind, body, and spirit that are healing that legacy. And then we are the answer to our ancestors' prayers, right? Because the very ancestors who prayed their way out of that advocate fault and literally created the way for us right, are the same ones wrestling with their own understanding of worth. And so we need to sometimes have support of a therapist, a coach, an executive to get there. So it's never something that we want to question ourselves. Oh my gosh, why is it that I need help? I need help because I'm unpacking generations of this, not just for today, not just today, but I'm unpacking generations of this. And whether you believe it or not, that's okay, because there's history that backs up what I'm saying. There's science that backs up what I'm saying, right? There are experiences that back up what I'm saying. So let's now return to, let's call her um, Joe. Let's call her Joe. So now Joe was having all of these feelings inside. And then she started having shortness of breath whenever she would walk into a room and feel like she had to do a pitch for her um, newspaper. And she would oftentimes have shortness of breath because she started to question her worth and her breath felt fatigued. She started to feel exhausted just in even trying to put herself out there because the very room that she was in was already one that she was the only woman of color. And there were things that she felt heavy about, right, that were from the present and from the way past, right? And so one of the gifts that I have is bringing in insight into understanding what's happening in the emotions, how it affects the body, what's happening in the shortness of breath, and whether it's happening from today or whether it's ancestral. What's happening today and how you can be the leader that you want to be and step into it powerfully, but how we're going to unpack that so that you can get to that next level. And fortunately, in working together, in her applying these three tools, along with many others, she went from having shortness of breath, feeling like she had no time for fun and definitely not a love life, and feeling like she was constantly losing her edge because nothing she did was good enough to embracing her worth, confidently speaking up in front of a room, whether she was the only woman who was Indian in the room or whether she was surrounded by those who understood her cultural um, frame and cultural history. And as well, starting a new relationship where she embraced the worth in her. So in turn, the person embraced the worth in her as well, right? Who here knows that when you show up confidently, people see you as confident. When you show up confidently, people see the attraction in you, right? Because historically, attraction was something that caused us harm. And now we're saying, 
I want to attract and embrace the worth that I am, right? So that the shortness of breath, so I have more energy, so that I feel more focused. And she was able to not only call in a promotion, she was able to call in an increase in her um, month by month, right? We set a goal and she exceeded it. And she was also able to publish her first book that spoke to her story because she found worth in it and priced it at a position that was about embracing her worth. But we first needed to do the work of laying that love foundation we talked about earlier that I'm going to repeat in a moment, and then so that she can launch and emerge in her unmatched potential. So that's some of the expertise that I bring to the room, but that's also about how God works through me and intuitively as an intuitive counselor, being able to see what's coming up and use some of my clinical background as a mind-body expert and as a therapist, as well as um, bringing in some executive coaching to create strategies that stick. So one of the misconceptions oftentimes is that, oh, you're just supposed to push through. Just push through. What are you doing? What are you doing all this time sitting back and talking, lally gagging about the problem? You're just complaining. Like some people say, I would complain, but who's going to listen? Right. You ever heard that term? I would, I would just complain, but who's going to listen? OK, that 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 has that's very loaded because it means you're not used to being listened to. So we have to look at who in our circle is embracing our worth and listening to us long enough to hear when our anxiety, our pain, our loss for fun of life, and we're not feeling like we have that edge, that vitality, that that vavavoom when we wake up in the morning, right? Instead, we're feeling anxious or burnt out before we even start our day. Who do we have in our circle that is supporting the misconception that why would I complain? No one's gonna listen anyway. Right? So we've got to look at, we got to look at that. Okay. And so I want to look together at three ways that you can confidently embrace your worth without anxiety and pain, forgetting to have fun or losing your edge, getting the way for a lasting legacy. So that, and I want to repeat the, the love because this is so important. And I'm, I'm pointing this way, but I should be pointing this way, right? Because that is the source, right? Coming through me, coming to us right now. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast because we are about to have a powerhouse of a year where I am so excited for. But first, let's lay the foundation of love. I am here to support you to live your principles individually and a couple, as a couple. To be open. To be open to mindful and spirits direction in your life. To turn vices to victories. From vices that harm to victories that help. Right? From patterns that don't work to patterns that do. In ways that feel consistent. Not just you start it and you quit it. You start it and you continue it. Right? So that you can really exist in well-being right? Have health plans at work, right? And who here knows in the past year what we've been through, how more important is your health? Stress is the number one deteriorator of your immune system. If you're having trouble breathing and on top of it, you might be exposed to COVID, how much more important is for you to keep your stress level down? You have one body, you got to take care of it. You got one body, you got to take care of it. Let me repeat that. You got one body, you got to take care of it. In order that you can launch your vision, optimize your opportunity. Oh, I see an opportunity. I'm going for it because I've embraced my worth and I'm moving with confidence. Vision your mission and emerge in unmatched potential. So I'm going to give you three steps to get there because I want this, this healing medicine, what I like to call this love medicine, this cultural medicine, this, 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 this seed 
that's been planted to grow, all right? So number one, I want us to look at our tone. I want us to look at our tone. When you're speaking, do you sound like you are asking a question when you are making a statement? Just check it. Just check it. For a long time, I would say something and people would, I would know this would respond to me as if I asked something and I would say, oh, no, no, I knew that already. But it was because as an Afro-Caribbean woman who grew up, born in Kingston, grew up in um, Crown Heights, top of my class, all through um, elementary, middle school, honors role, high school, um, specialized, and grew, 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 and graduated with distinction from Columbia University, I learned to question and not confirm. So I'm just going to ask you confirm versus question, meaning if I would speak, despite all of that background and history and actually knowing and having intelligence and knowing my worth and whether you have that background or not, it's not about education. It's about, for me, that was my pathway to feeling like I grew my confidence based on my knowledge base of what I wanted to bring to the world. When I was having a conversation, I was still questioning myself questioning whether or not what I was saying was true, questioning whether or not what I was saying was actually something that was worth listening to, which is why I stopped saying, I'm not going to complain, no one's going to listen to me anyway. And I started gathering people in my circle that knew how to listen. But I also had to learn my tone, speak in a way that when you say something, you say it as if you are clear that it is worth being listened to. Number one. Number two, speak life over your worth in your relationships. Speak life over it. Meaning, how are you killing your own dreams? How are you killing your confidence? Oh, you know, I'm actually not going to get that promotion anyway, so might as well. Oh, you know, it's probably not going to work out, so why bother? Oh, that person's probably not going to like me anyway. How are you killing your own worth in relationships. Flipping that, you know, I'm gonna do my very best to get that promotion. You know, that last relationship didn't work out, but I learned a lot from it. I'm ready for something new. You know, I often haven't felt listened to, but I really want to be. Right? We're looking at reframing, and I have tools and workbooks and strategies that support you to get that, in addition to some other things that are going to be coming down the pipe that I'm excited about, that when you're a member of Kumba Help, you'll get direct access to as one of our executive coaching clients. And number three, don't go at it alone. Reach out, get support. There's often this belief that if you go at it alone, it shows that you are strong and not weak. Actually, the most powerful people in the world have leveraged their net worth, net networks to increase their net worth. They've net leveraged their networks to increase their net worths, meaning I give, and hence I am surrounded by people who also know how to give back so I can receive, right? And if those things bring up trust questions or questions or anything of that nature, anything about what I said today, landed for you and touched in on an area that you're like, mm. like I like to say, there's a comedian that goes, mm. 
you telling my business? <laughs> She's so funny. This beautiful, powerful sister of color who's always like, are you telling my business? It's not about telling your business. It's about how do we be in the business of propelling your business, your personal business, your the business inside, the business of you, your mind, body, and spirit, and also you for, whether it's actually your business as an executive or how you creatively are showing up in the world, right? As a highly creative person. After you take these steps, I want you to see if anything comes up that lands for you, reach out, touch base, say, hey, sacred, comment below, tell me what registered or resonated for you. Um, see how we, my team and I can support. There's gonna be a link below of how you can connect. But more than anything, I want you to remember that you are loved simply because you exist. And when you reach out, you are worthy of being responded to, held and supported. And my team and I look forward to being present to your needs. Click the link below, set up time, schedule a breakthrough clarity call and conversation, join our listserv and receive tools and tips at the press of a button, easily and accessible to you because you're worth it. All right, so have a beautiful rest of your day. Ciao, bellas, and we will talk soon. All right, love over your life, peace over your mind and heart. See you soon. Another episode of how to confidently embrace your work without anxiety and paid for getting to have fun or losing your edge getting in the way for a lasting legacy. I am your host, Sacred Walker of the Unlocking Unstoppable Love podcast and holistic mental health therapist, senior executive coach, and founding CEO of Kumba Health International Coaching Institute. So proud to touch base with you today. See you next time and looking forward to reaching out. And if you're interested in um, finding out more, subscribe below so that we can stay connected. Be well. Ciao.